friends. Hello. Um, this is episode 12. <gasps> so exciting. Of conversations with goddesses. goddesses. We get this excited about every episode. <laughs> it is exciting. It is. We are spazzes. <laughs> um, okay, I wanted to just start with kind of an update, but kind of a backstory also on one of the original fuckboys we talked about. And we named him Revenge Fuckboy back in the beginning. And I wanted to talk about like why we were calling him that, which I think is also an interesting topic for discussion. Okay, so I matched. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, so, oh my God. When I go through and edit, it's like every time I always have an okay, so, okay, so, um, and an um. <laughs> so we'll just call him, I don't know, what should we call him? Because like, we're changing for his the name. Purpose. Well, yeah, okay, so why don't we start by calling, we'll start the story with the backstory and referring to him as Revenge Fuckboy, so maybe we'll call him RF and then the R can stand for something else. Yeah. Okay, so Revenge Fuckboy, who I will call RF, we really clicked and connected. There was a lot of chemistry. We had tons to talk about. We probably talked for like six hours. Distracting to me. I don't know. I feel like I have like um overstim thing with with sounds. Misophonia. Is that what it is? Well, my sister has it. It's like if she hears somebody smacking gum uh-huh. or like chewing, it's an actual psychological thing. Like she will like put her hand out if I had gum because she like would slap she me. She couldn't. Now I don't know if this is a version of that, but like if there's two different sounds going on, it I get super agitated. Uh-huh. Like if we're talking and there's music playing, like ambient noise. Yes. Oh, but but something like, like white noise. White noise, that would be fine. But if it's something, especially with like lyrics or something, like I'm like trying to listen, I can't. Oh. Or if the TV is on and, and somebody's talking. Yeah, I, I was never one of those people that could study with music on. I, I can't do it. I mean, unless it's I like, think it's part of the ADV thing too. Yeah, maybe. Like you're like squirrel, like you can't. Yes, because I'll listen to the lyrics or I'm trying to like listen to the TV and it just puts me in this agitated date. It's so <laughs> weird. Speaking of uh, uh, ADV, <laughs> okay, so yes, that my son was playing music in the background, and um, it's beautiful, but I just I get distracted very easily. Um, so we had this great overnight date, and then um, this is also the guy that we had talked about. I had requested him text me the day after a sleepover date, and this was the first sleepover date we had. And I remember I got home, and at first I was like, "Wow, that was so awesome. We had like such a fun time." And then that was when the day wore on and I was just like wasn't doing it wasn't texting so where I started like feeling totally fine and confident by the afternoon I was starting to think what was that was that just like a one and done and then you know I would send like like a picture of me walking on the trail of my shadow or something and he would reply but I was just like needing some kind of acknowledgement acknowledgement okay that was the first time I started to feel like you know was that just about the sex kind of thing but I didn't mention anything yet I wasn't sure exactly what that feeling was yet but just FYI. So then we talked again like the next day and he wanted to lock down a date for the following weekend. And um, so we did and he just was very adamant about making sure I'd be able to spend the night. Saturday night, you can spend the night, right? Da da da. And then as the week started to go on and he just kept trying to really confirm that other date, I was like, we can, you know, meet up before that. We can have a FaceTime date. We can have a, you know, we can meet for coffee or a walk or something. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah we could do that but he didn't really like pull the trigger on anything yeah and then it was about maybe Wednesday of that week or so about midway through the week and I kept pushing for um you know a non-sleepover date just a mini date during the week and so uh Wednesday I think 
it was, he was like, hey, well, I can come by and we can walk your dog. And I was like, perfect, that sounds awesome. So we came over to do that and it was about five o'clock and we walked for like an hour and there had been very light talk with my son and his girlfriend right before RF and I left for our walk about maybe like we should get something for dinner after. But it wasn't super clear. It wasn't like an outward invitation. So he comes over at five o'clock. We walk 45 minutes or so. We come back in. My dog's getting some water. We have not sat down or talked about like, oh, what are we gonna do now? We just like literally walk in the door and then RF is like, okay, so uh, I'll see you Saturday night, right? We're on, you can still spend the night. And he was about to like walk out the door and I was like, God. And I even called M right after that. And I was like, that just really feels like a checking the box kind of thing. You know, she's really pushing for this like. But I also had theories that because your son was here, mm -hmm. that might have freaked him out a little bit. Yes. Because I think that's a lot for some guys. Yes, that's true. Um, so it's like normally you guys can be the way you are, but all of a sudden he's seeing you as a mom and like your son is actually here and he might have just like wanted to bolt. That's true. Um, M was trying to have me, you know, look at that other side of it and, and give him some benefit of the doubt. So I was trying to do that. But at the same time, as we've mentioned in different situations, like your gut is also telling you something. And like one of my favorite things I've learned from J Train is if something seems weird, it is weird. Mm -hmm. If something feels off to you, that's because it is off. Yeah, your gut, I mean, women's intuition too is, and men have it too, but I feel like we really yeah. do. And it's like that empathic part of us, like you pick up on energies and they're usually right. Yeah, so I think after that, it was the combination of, wow, that just feels like he was really checking a box on a 45 minute walk date. Um, then you couldn't date. go back and be like, I only see you when I come over to your house to have sex. Like you don't ever, do stuff during the day, you know, that he did it. So you can't say that. Exactly. He disarmed you of that. It just felt a little off to me. Like it just started to feel like that's what he was interested in, period, with me. So unrelated to that, then Em and I continue talking and drinking wine on our phone calls. That goes on to like more wine and more wine and more wine. And by Always. the end of that evening, I was uh, texting with a guy, friend of mine, um, and I'm probably four glasses of wine in by this point. And I know that this guy kind of has a crush on me. So I just kind of like got a wild hair and was like, uh, well, if you want to come over right now, then I'm up for it tonight. But I can't like promise I'm ever going to want to do this again. Yeah. And this is your one so, shot. This is your one shot, which I'm like, I can't believe I said that. And so he took me up on it and he, of course he did. came over and spent the night and, and it was, it was fine. And he was very nice and very uh, appreciative of the opportunity. <laughs> I'm and, sure he was. And you um, made his year. So the next day he left. And then, um, as the day was kind of going on, I was kind of like rethinking my behavior because oh, I know that I'm single. I'm not like in anything exclusive with anybody. Um, but I'm set up for a date with RF in just a couple days. Like this was, I think, Wednesday night. So we were supposed to have that date Friday night or Saturday night. And I just was like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I I'm the kind of person, not that there's anything wrong with it, but that can just sleep with more than one guy kind of at a time. Right. And also RF and I, when we had first had like the six hours of conversation before the actual sleepover, one thing we had mentioned was uh, talking about dating and app dating and 
having sex and everything. And both of us had said if we got into a situationship with anybody and were having sex, we would want it to be exclusive sexually. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we, I'm the one that said, like, I don't want to be sleeping around. If I'm sleeping with somebody, I just want it to be that person. Even like you're not in an official committed relationship. And he was like, yeah, I feel the exact same. So we'd had that conversation and put it out there. And so me having hooked up with somebody else, I just, I could not have gone and hung out with RF. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like, first of all, I would have felt like I had to disclose it, yeah. even though everybody's being safe. It just would have felt wrong since we'd had that conversation. But then at the same time, it felt weird talking to him about it because we'd literally like known each other for a week. Right. And had one real date. <laughs> I did end up telling him. I had a FaceTime with him and I wrote down everything that I wanted to say first, like I always do. And I just said, um, I just want to be really transparent. And um, I know that when you're app dating these days, like you assume everybody's seeing other people. And um, and I know we're not exclusive and we haven't even known each other that long, but I just wouldn't have felt right moving forward without sharing this. And this is not something that I've really ever done before as far as like, you know, hooking up with more than one guy in a week. Right. And um, uh, and not something that I want to do again. And I even said too, I was like, I know that you don't know, you don't know my character. You don't know me that yeah. well. And so I understand that, that you have no reason to believe anything I'm saying right now, right. but I do like you. And I do hope that I, that the longer you know me, you will come to see my character mm-hmm. and know that this was something out of character for me. And he just, he did look pretty taken aback. And um, he was just like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, thank you for telling me. I really appreciate you telling me. And I don't know, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to like sleep on it. And I was like, absolutely. You know, of course I totally understand. And then the next day he texted me and he's like, I'm canceling things for this weekend. We can discuss later. And, and um, his mom was coming in town. His mom was coming in town that day. She was going to be in town for a week. So I was thinking, okay, um, I have, you know, a couple options. I can like lay low and just fade out and let him fade out. Um, I also, I didn't want to barrage him while his mom was in town and like where I was the person that did this kind of fucked up thing. So I wanted to give him that space. So just like every two days, I would like send a little text, hope you and your mom are having a great time and just kind of like try to be friendly and reach out and let him know that I still was interested in talking to him, but you know, wanted to respect his boundaries. So um, after that week goes by, we uh, texted and he did say he wanted to talk and we should just talk in person. So I went over there and we talked about everything and and he did say, he said, I really like you, but I have to admit this is kind of making me take a step back. And I was like, of course, I totally understand that. And, um, you know, just reiterated like, yeah, you don't know what kind of person I am yet and everything. But we talked it through a little bit and then then we had our little situationship from that point forward. But I did feel like it was really about locking down the sex dates. And then he's the one that was not texting me the following day. And then after about three weeks or so, I had the conversation that I talked about on a mm-hmm. previous episode where I said, hey, when you don't text me the day after we have sex, it makes me feel disposable. Like I'm not asking for much, just a little text to feel some acknowledgement. And he said, I totally understand. And then the very next night I 
I spent the night at his house and the very next day and the rest of that weekend, he pretty much ignored me. Yeah. And he was the one that claimed he went to the pool for seven hours and, and didn't bring his phone with him. That felt pretty intentional because I literally had just said, this makes me feel disposable. That's a pretty powerful word. And then for him to not even... Yeah. Send a text while he's on the toilet. Or like, you know, right. like pouring a cup of coffee or doing anything that takes zero time. And then it started to feel like, oh, was this intentional? Like, was it revenge? revenge. Was it? That's what like, I thought. Yes, that's what it kind of looked like. Because it's like, we we hooked up. We talked about like, okay, if we're going to do this, you know, let's be, ex- well. Sexually exclusive. Sexually exclusive is what we were looking for. And then we sleep together. And then I do this. And so if that was kind of like, as a guy, a slap in the face to him. And then when I was still kind of like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still interested. I wondered, we wondered if he was like, okay. Now she's the vulnerable yeah, and I get to slap her in the face. Yeah, she she's all about having sex. All right, we'll do that. Like I maybe was giving him more ammunition when I was like, hey, this makes me feel really shitty when this happens. And then he's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, you want to feel, um, I want you to feel shitty. So we were thinking that whole little situationship could have been just a revenge thing. So that's where we got the name Revenge Fuckboy. Uh, let's go back and talk about like that whole conversation that I had to have with him. Like I want to get your opinion on this. So if you are dating somebody and and you're not in a committed relationship and you can assume that other people are talking to other people, I mean. Right, you're supposed to. Right. So I had people give me different pieces of advice. Some people were like, you do not do not tell him that you hooked up with someone else. It is none of his business. You guys right. don't owe each other anything. Um, and I even wrote to J Train about this and he was like, well, as a guy, I would wonder like, why are you telling me this? Are you yeah. telling me this like to try to show, hey, I can get other guys yeah. or to try to make somebody choose if they want to be in a relationship or not as a power play, which was absolutely not my motivation. But looking at it from a guy's perspective, um, anyway, the question is, would you feel obligated to disclose that information? I think that, so I think a couple of things, your friends who said, do not tell him, you don't owe it to him. I agree that that's right. Technically you do not. I think that this is a little bit of a special situation because you guys did have a conversation where you had an agreement and maybe you guys had that agreement like very early on so yeah you only knew him for a week or so but you still also had this like we're not doing this but it was interesting because when we had that conversation it was hypothetical that was before we even knew we were even gonna kiss so it was like when I'm in a relationship this is how I like to do it oh me too yeah right and but then I also think the other side of this is it's a personal thing like I think that if you were a person who on Honestly believed you didn't owe him any sort of information about that. I don't think that would make you a bad person. I know you and I would have done the same thing. It was something that was going to bother you at your core, knowing that you knew this and didn't tell him and then going over there and probably hooking up with him. I think that it was the right thing for you to do just to have like that. I think it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I do. Because I also think like, I always try to put myself in the other person's shoes. So mm-hmm. I, I know that if it were me, mm-hmm. I would want to have that information. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I don't think I would judge him for it, but I would want the option to make the decision like Hmm. if I am okay with that. That's interesting uh, because I'm trying to think like if we hadn't have had that conversation, I think I still would have done the same thing just because of my, I I wouldn't, yes, I wouldn't have been able to like sit next to him and not be thinking about that. But if I'm dating a guy and assuming he's still dating other girls, as long as he's being safe. I don't know if after the first date, if I would expect him to tell me that. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Though I think if you if you were the person who doesn't feel wrong to you mm-hmm. and you didn't, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I agree. I agree. I, I think, think it comes down to just how you're wired mm-hmm. and what's gonna like keep you up at night. And for me, I think that sleeping together is a big deal, and so I feel like that for me maybe is the threshold in which I would feel like I would need to be completely transparent yeah. about stuff like that like if I had just hung out with that guy friend and not hooked up with him I wouldn't have shared that information yeah. or if I hadn't slept with RF yet I because don't think it's I really at the that. end of the day it isn't any of his business until right. he's your boyfriend yeah or you guys have gotten a lot more serious than where you were and really had that conversation yeah. about our relationship and not about just hypothetical I mean I think that you telling him was just w- what felt right to you yes but it's the same thing it's like whenever you were just saying before like if something feels wrong it feels wrong and like if something feels like the right thing to do then because if you hadn't have you would have just been obsessing about it yes and felt guilty I would have felt guilty yeah yeah not that you had anything to feel guilty about right but you you personally would have yeah so for you you did the right thing yes I agree. So that is where we got the name Revenge Fuckboy. And then one thing about him too is, as as you might have gathered when I'm quoting his text, he can be a little cold. Yes. And he sounds cold. He feels like a nice person when I'm around him most of the time, but not. he just isn't... He's more like logic driven. Right. Rather than feelings driven. And so his. That's how um, Groundhog Day is. Oh. <laughs> we've named. We've <laughs> named M's. A person that I've talked to. Text person yeah groundhog's day which we will tell yes. tell you why here shortly but there's a lot of guys like that i think yeah just like that are just more there. cerebral and that's right? how they yeah gosh totally even back when we were uh messaging in the app before we'd even exchanged numbers or facetimed or met or anything he uh asked if i listened to this ted talk on vulnerability by Brene brown and he was like oh it's a really good one and i was like i can't listen to a ted talk they're like 20 minutes long yeah right no <laughs> i was like i need the cliff notes i need the 22nd version um and then because i do try to be pretty open and vulnerable and he was like saying how that's like a strength I don't know. It was just very weird for him to say that because he does not seem like somebody that's vulnerable or that appreciates vulnerability because I feel like it kind of worked against me. I feel like anytime I showed vulnerability. backfired. Yeah. And I feel like it turned him off. It wasn't like, like J Train talks about how vulnerability is something that is appealing in other people, which I do think. And I feel like RF wanted it to be like he was saying that's a that's an asset that's a positive trait like this is a great TED talk like it's important to have vulnerability like I feel like he wanted to believe that and wanted to have it and wanted to seek it but the couple of times that I was he didn't embrace it yeah all that being said I would like to remove his fuckboy status and now I'm gonna have RF stand for instead of revenge fuckboy what was it redeemed redeemed fuckboy and that is because after we sent the bait text to the guys and he replied we kind of had a few text exchanges and he was very nice 
He didn't ignore any of my texts. And he was just honest. He was just honest. And then it got to where uh, we had both finished another situationship with other people. We hadn't seen or talked to each other in like a month or something. And um, we hung out and we had a really good time. There were no expectations. It was still fun. There was still chemistry. All of that was good conversation. You know, no expectations, no responsibilities, just like a fun time. And then we did that twice. And then that ended. And I think the reason it ended is because that second time I got a little vulnerable and it wasn't necessarily like I was patching feelings. It was just another like just an ego thing. Like we had talked about on this podcast about lingering and how it's like the worst, like according to guys that we've asked, like that's the first turnoff for them. Right. And then so somebody like me, I'm just like, oh my God, the worst thing I can imagine is somebody like wishing I would leave and I'm still there. Like I want, I don't want to overstay my welcome. And RF had been somebody that specifically told me that a previous relationship, like this woman had lingered and how it like kind of drove him crazy, which then gave me anxiety of thinking like, well, I don't, I don't want him to sit there and wish I would leave. So I wanted that honesty. So this last time we hung out, we had a super fun time and we ended up like taking a nap at like 7 p.m. And I woke up at like nine because we'd been hanging out since like two that afternoon. And he had gotten up and was working on his laptop a little bit. So it was about nine and I was feeling pretty groggy. We'd been drinking and stuff earlier. So I was a little sleepy, a little drunk. And I just said, well, um, I can stay and hang out and just sleep here. So I was still pretty tired or I can go, go home and sleep. And he goes, I think I'm ready to call it a night. And I just like, okay. Okay. That would annoy anybody. That it's would not like right. catching a feeling thing. It's That's just not. like a human reaction. Right. It's normal. Exactly. So it's it was the fact that somebody that you were like that close and intimate with and that you like enough to want to be able to hang out a little bit longer. The feeling that like, oh, somebody's thinking I want you to leave yeah. is just a little bit of an ego bruise. I mean, and I don't think that makes you being vulnerable for that to affect you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like showing that, like being open to show my vulnerability because I, I didn't cry or anything. I just was like, okay. Um, and I then, would be like, well, that's fucking rude. Like, well, that would be my reaction. But then at the same time, we had just talked about how if he had sat there and wanted me to leave and didn't say anything, then that's the fear is that I would be lingering and overstaying my welcome. I don't want to be around somebody who doesn't want me around. And so um, he was being honest and it could be any number of things. I mean, you know, we both like our own space too and everything. So he's very direct like that like almost like Dexter-ish in the way that like almost like a serial killer I would much rather him be direct and honest and it sting for a second than be confusing but it's like the things that he says obviously he's not concerned about how it's going to be received at all or anybody else's feelings which is fine I I mean I literally would much rather have the directness and take Uh, the scenes it's um, his delivery is the problem too. Well, his his delivery. Uh, okay, so he, he said that and I was just like, okay. So I just started packing up my bag and I like kind of had my back to him while I was putting my stuff together. And so I just like ordered the Uber and I was like, okay, well, my Uber's on its way. And so he's like, well, I'll walk you down. And I was like, no, that's okay. You don't have to walk me down. So that's where I was showing a little bit like, hey, that stung a little bit. I mean, I wasn't being bitchy about it. I wasn't crying. I wasn't being, I wasn't trying to be passive aggressive. I just, 
just like, I mean, it just hurt my feelings for a second. And he's like, no, I'm gonna walk you down. So he walks me down. And then as we're waiting, I'm just being kind of quiet. And obviously like kind of have my, you know, my chin up. And um, he was like, hey, what, what's the matter? And I was like, nothing. And he's like, hey, and then called out my personality type. I forget what letters I am. Whatever personality letters I am, he knows all the Myers-Briggs things. He was like, hey, personality type, uh, what is it? You know, and he was trying to be like nice, it seemed like. And so I just was like, well, that whole thing, like when you told me about that girl overstaying her welcome, that's like always on the forefront of my mind. And then like now, like you wanting me to leave, it just, that just is in my mind. And then right then the Uber came and I left and I was so close, so close on the way home, like still being a little bit drunk and now, you know, very like furrowed brow and pouty I wanted to text him just block my number never call me again like I was just so like oh I just I'm not up for more rejection and more yeah. like like it's enough enough is enough um but I didn't I at least had enough wherewithal to be like I'm drunk and upset right now I'm gonna let that like in an hour I might feel differently and I've been trying not to be so impulsive with like the texting and stuff and it's really it works like yeah. I haven't texted something that I'm like damn I wish I could take that back like you know take taking the time to think about it a second. And so then when I got home, I just said, I'm home. You know, that was really fun. And he was like, yeah, we'll have to do it again soon. Da, da, da. And we didn't do it again soon. Yeah. We've had a couple text exchanges since then. I guess that was a couple weeks ago. And I kind of thought like, oh, it would be kind of fun to hang out with him again. And so I sent a text, like not wanting rejection. So not outright saying, yeah, do you want to hang out this weekend? But saying something like, um, like he had made crab cakes for us a couple times. And I was like, oh, where did you get those crab cakes from? Those were so good. And then he told me, I was like, if he wanted to hang out with me, he'd be like, we should have those again. Yeah. And then um, I texted one other thing. Oh, I did listen to the TED Talk on vulnerability that he had recommended. And I texted him, um, hey, I finally listened to that TED Talk. I was like, wow, it was really eye-opening. I haven't mastered vulnerability as much as I thought I had. I was like, wow, they like, you know, showed me a little bit of a different view of vulnerability. Basically saying that I like, had a lot of thoughts on it. And I was thinking that's leaving the door open for him to be like I'd love to hear your thoughts on it or right. let's get together and he was just like yeah isn't it good it should be like required listening and I was like oh just when I think I'm running out of stuff to talk about in therapy and um he was like haha and that was it and I noticed his replies to my text had been very and shorter and shorter yeah and they were nice they were friendly but they weren't inviting and yeah. so which is fine I was just thinking so was it me being vulnerable for three minutes at the end of a real really fun 10 hour date or whatever that was just like enough for him to be like ugh I don't want to have to like deal Maybe with this he might just be that like it must be so I'm not perfect and I don't think he wants to be like that but I think that literally he was thinking what he wants doesn't exist like both times I'd gone in, I'd been so fun. Yeah. So no, like the cool girl. Yeah, I was. And I was being so like open. We were having fun conversation. We were watching fun movies. We were being like, all the chemistry was there. But yeah, I like am a little bit too real or raw or have feeling, feeling not for him, but just in general, have some kind of feeling or emotion for yeah. five seconds. And I literally think he just, it's not worth it to him. But another thing J Train says is um, that people like you differently 
different levels. And so he likes me on the level of if this is super, super easy and convenient and casual and doesn't have to make me. What do you mean like you on different levels? Like Like, J-Train will say like, oh, this guy likes you on the level of wanting to just watch your Instagram stories or just message with you. This guy likes you on the level of he'll hook up with you if you come to his couch. This guy likes you on the level of, oh, I want to take you on a date. And so it's not like any of those guys don't like you. They just like you on different kind of levels. And so he likes me on the level of as long as it doesn't have to. No emotional strings at all. Right. Like not even as a human being. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's almost psychotic. <laughs> not even as what in a relationship. Yeah. There's nobody that would be with somebody, spend a day with them, sleep together, and then say like, oh, I can stay here and have the person look at you and be like, yeah, no, I'm ready for you to get out. And just nobody would not even flinch. <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of nice to get an outside perspective. But I mean, there's I nobody. Was... Like, I, I don't care how, even if you're like a Samantha from Sex and the City and that you're the guy, uh-huh. like, here we go, gender, sorry. But nobody. I think even if you didn't say anything like you did, nobody would just be able to not just kind of be like, 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 what? Fl- like wow. A flinch. That's what it was. It was a little flinch. I mean, unless you also are a psycho bloodless like (laughs) vampire. Like I just, you know, I just, that's not a vulnerable thing. That's a human thing. Okay. We'll pause here. Body break. Oh, and one other thing about that. I wanted to say like about the being vulnerable. He doesn't like me on that level. And we were saying like, he wants somebody that's perfect, maybe, or maybe he just doesn't like me that much. Like yeah. if he met somebody that he was crazy about and like he fell he would for, accept the vulnerability. he probably would. Yeah. And so, cause we do make excuses for people that we like, like if it's something right. in the past that we were like, Oh no, that's a deal breaker. But then you're like, look past it. If it's the person. Yes. And I think like when, um, J train talks about this too, like when somebody, a girl, usually, I guess are the ones that are writing in are like, um, why did he break up with me? Was it because I am five pounds heavier or because I have a cat and he likes dogs or I like, and they list all these things and J train is always like, and I agree, you know, if he liked you, none of those things matter. Right. And so the person, right. Yeah. I guess, you know, I thought that too. I was like, oh, well, how can I can't be perfect? But I was like, uh, you know, if he really liked me, it probably wouldn't matter. And I'm like, who are you going to find? He's not. That, like, that's more fun than me. No one. No one. I'm so fun. That's another thing Jay Train always says. Like, we are the star of our own show. Yeah. And, like, we don't understand. Are you saying that I think I'm right. the star of my own show? But I And that person's thinking the same thing. But my show is like, <laughs> my movie starring me is like, Academy Award winning. It's, it's sold like, out. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It's like Jojo Rabbit. There's like... I haven't seen that yet. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, Was that it on yeah. him? Okay. Then why don't why don't you tell us how you got the name Groundhog's Day? Okay. I haven't talked... I've talked about this a little bit on here, but not as much. But there is somebody that I have been... I don't even know what the right word is to say. Talking to... I met them on Facebook. We had mutual friends. We started just talking on Messenger. And I think I talked about this before too. I get a lot of guys, as you do, that slide into the DMs on Facebook and Instagram. But usually the first thing they lead with is something about like the way you look. You know, oh, you're hot. Oh, this or that. This person actually commented on something that I had written on my Facebook page. It wasn't even a photo. He was commenting on some 
something that I had said about being a single mom. And, and this is somebody I've been friends with on Facebook for four years. I never, never met him in person. And he commented like, hey, that he's a single father. So he was like, that's really cool what you wrote, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this person is actually talking to me about like my brain. And we just kind of started messaging a little bit. It was nothing serious. And it was, it, in the beginning, it wasn't even that flirty. Then like it kind of got a little more flirty. So I was like, here's my number. Um, cause it was all interesting, funny, hilarious. I was like laughing out loud. Um, and I think I sent you even some of the messages. They were cute and funny. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I gave him my number and we started texting and he was literally texting me every day, like first thing in the morning. And it was all like interesting stuff and like these long conversations until like two o'clock in the morning. And then we finally decided to meet up. So we went to a restaurant and, um, you know, you see somebody's photographs and they look a certain way. He's tall and looks very like rugged and like his pictures. And I, whatever I imagined in my head, he would sound like his voice was so not what I thought it would be. Like it threw me off so bad. Like I was like, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I think I told you, I thought he sounded like the Tiger King, <laughs> yeah. but um, it just literally to the point where like when we were meeting at the restaurant, I got there first and that place was actually closed because of COVID. So I, I texted him and I was like, they're closed. We're going to fix somewhere else. And he called me. So I'd never spoken on the phone to him. And when he called me, his voice was so crazy <laughs> that I thought I was being catfished. I was like, whoever's on the other end of this phone, Did use this person's pictures and they tricked me and I'm going to get killed. And I, cause I was like, this isn't right. Then he showed up and it just, I literally spent the first part of us sitting there across from each other, just trying to understand how that voice was coming out of this person. <laughs> but you know, we had some drinks and I relaxed a little bit and I, I guess, you know, you get used to certain things, not used to it, but I was like, I'm never, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. But then he kind of grew on me and like he kept texting and he was so charming. Then I went over to his house to hang out with him. And a couple of times in that short period of time, I guess fast forward to where we are now, we've been talking for almost three months. This was end of May when I first went to that restaurant. It was like May 29th. So we're going on three months. He texts every single day, like whether it's good morning, good night, good afternoon. But every day it's like, I'm so busy but like I'm working and his texts are the same. Like I told, and I can literally tell you what our conversations now are going to be. That's why we call him Groundhog's Day. And there's no effort to try to hang out. And if I do see him, it's if I go over there and it's for like this quick amount of time, you know, before he gets off of like a Zoom meeting and then has to like pick up a kid. But every single day. And I don't know what the point is at this, at, at this juncture, because it's like two, 12 o'clock at night. I get, Hey, I hope you had a great day. I'm still working away. Then the next morning, like, oh my gosh, I worked all day. I hope you have a great day. It's that's all day long. At this point, three months of this, he's not getting anything out of it. I haven't slept with this person. And what was the reason I went into And so I even told N, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I haven't slept with him. So I don't have any kind of like, I don't feel like scorned, but I'm like, it's getting annoying to have to even respond at this point. Like it's not going anywhere. No efforts being made. And I've told him multiple times, I want you to put an effort and like, you know, set up something days before. And he's like, yes, 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 yes. yes. But and it never happens. And I do remember like, even uh, when he's like, can you come by today? And you're like, no but will you have time later this week? And he said, yes. Yes. And then the and week will it. go by and I'll be like, oh. Not just the week, two, three weeks will go by. So. But these text message exchanges are still happening every, I've never. But just to clarify, you've only seen him maybe once a month. Well, in the beginning, there was like 
four times in a shorter amount of time uh -huh. because I didn't realize what was going on yet. And but I was then, still like going over there. But then the last time I saw him, two months had gone in between. Okay. And that last chunk was literally two months in between. So 60 that days a week ago. of good morning, I'm busy, good night, I'm busy. How's good your day morning, every day? day I'm every busy, I'm working, I'm working. Literally I'm working. not one full day has gone by without something. Well, as J Train would say, and you, and you say, what could he possibly be getting out of this? The text that I sent him, because you were like, I sent you a copy of yeah. the text. I literally was like, I need to remove myself from the situation. I don't know what we're even doing here. And then I even said, I like you a lot. You probably are already checked out and this is probably a relief to you because you're probably thinking the same thing. Like this just needs to stop. He literally ignored what I said until the next day and started sending me photographs of his porch being worked on. And I was like, I have a, I had a headache. It was a long, stressful week. Look, they've been working on my porch. Like he did not acknowledge one thing I said in that text message where I literally was like, I have to exit. If you don't want to have the ego blow, you can say you're not feeling it. Cause I said, you're probably relieved. Like you're probably don't want to hurt my feelings. So go ahead, hurt him. And well, we are. well, I said the exact same thing to fuckboy zero. Same thing. I mean, my opening was obviously something has shifted with you. I need to step back from this. Yes. It's put me in a negative space. That conversation was on the phone live yeah so he he did reply but then there have been similar times where I have texted him serious things and they ignore that and move on but also when you say oh we've got to stop doing this you're not doing anything right so J train says if there's a text conversation relationship that's not a relationship no like yeah and he doesn't have to invest anything no and so for but him it's keep it up every day for because, three months because the level of possible return on his investment is worth it to him at that point to send good morning good evening good how are you doing how's your day um in hopes that maybe that's going to build in his mind familiarity and make you feel like there's some kind of relationship so the next time that he sees you and all fairness, he might have a shot at sleeping together right and he has asked me to come over there multiple times mm -hmm. but i just keep putting my foot down and saying i'm not going to do it that way so he's just like okay i can continue sending these texts j train will say guys will do that forever 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 unless you block them. i guess it's just my brain i'm just like isn't this exhausting for you right what's the point of at midnight saying i'm still working have a good night like why why not just stop talking to me because he wants to have you as an option but he knows i'm not coming over there he doesn't know that he thinks maybe after another month of that maybe you'll start to feel like it's more and when i was over there else. he was like not wanting to sleep together maybe and the last time i was there the last two times he like is adamant that and we've made out, but like, he's adamant that like, he wants to like, take it slow as far as sleeping together. And I'm like, okay, but we, that's different when you're seeing each other like once every two months. So I was like, that's so bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, but then I Googled um, seeing new guy, something like when you're seeing a new guy and he wants to wait. And all of these like on Reddit and all these people were like, maybe he really does like you and you're a nice, you know, he thinks you're, he does think you're special and he doesn't want to like ruin it. A lot of people are saying like what I assume Jade Train would say is like, he doesn't want the emotional investment or he doesn't know if he does yet. And it's the second he sleeps with you, then there's like strings and he doesn't want to have to have responsibility because that's putting responsibility on him or he thinks it will. A lot of girls were like, oh, I had this happen. And they were literally waiting for some like uh, bad case of chlamydia to clear up or they have like an STD uh -huh. that they don't want to have that talk with you yet because they uh -huh. don't know you well enough. And it's going to be like a thing. Then I also told you though, he refuses to like take his clothes off in front of me. And he keeps making comments about like, even like when things are happening, like making comments about how, oh, he used to like 
you know, run marathons and do all this stuff. And he was in such great shape and then his work got crazy. And now he feels like there's definitely like for what I do for a living, he thinks, you know, that my body is probably better than his, you know, it just makes you confused that you're like, most guys, that's the first thing they try. And when there's one that's like, no, no, no. And then still texting all the time. So it's like, you want to say like, okay, it's just to keep you as an option for sex. But then when you're there, the sex isn't on the table. I've thought that before too, sometimes where guys have not been wanting to, or jumping at the chance. I've thought, I wonder if they're waiting for something to clear up. A lot of girls said that that's what it ended up being. And they didn't want to have to have the conversation. So maybe there's not that comfort level yet where it's like, if that's the case, I would appreciate them. Right. But there's so many places places you can go with that, but it just, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. But I think at the end of the day, what I, what a lot of girls answered and guys were, it's the, I'm getting attention from somebody that first meeting with him, he was shaking and a little nervous. And I think he's been watching me on social media and like, maybe never thought I would, he even told me, he's like, I never thought you would be interested. Like I've never reached out to you because I just didn't think that was a thing. So I wonder if it's like now he doesn't have to put in the effort. Like you said, he's getting that like drug hit of like a girl that he thinks is pretty responding and giving him attention and he can keep having his busy life and doesn't have to, he has this like fantasy thing going on that's not ever going to come to fruition. You know, fuck boy zero wouldn't sleep with me in the beginning either for a while. And, um, three months. Well, no, but we saw each other like a lot, like so multiple times. Uh, like we saw each other almost every day for like two weeks before we did. He sent some pretty provocative. You've seen. He no, sends pretty I know, I know. But He's one other thing. Crude. There's one other thing that I just remembered that J Train has said about this, and that Zero might have been doing possibly, is that they don't want to have sex with you in the beginning or when you might want to or a few times in because then, like you were saying, then they're not the guy. They didn't. There's no risk of them having pushed you into it. But then, if if on the next time you initiate it and they've already said, "I want to wait. I want to wait," and now you're you're like you seem ready, it makes it seem like it was your idea so that way then it was my idea though last time right and so the first time it was yeah so he can say that he wanted to wait and then it makes him look like the good guy so say next time he says okay fine let's do it then if there's those strings I think that he would think those strings are not as strong because it's like hey you the one that kept wanting to do it wasn't me and so I feel like that is it's a play. It's so bizarre. That some but he's not make. even making the effort to like make anything happen. Yeah. It's all just a so bizarre. So anyway, that's be, how he's Groundhog he Day. He could be texting, you know, five girls. I'm sure like, he probably is. And then maybe like, some of those girls are coming over. I don't know. And then. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's bizarre. You don't know. But it's still bizarre. Yeah. And it's just the Groundhog Day. Every so, day it's the same conversation. And it's nuts. So there's that. That's that. So hopefully next podcast I'll have some development yes. to you. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll interject a little um, dating experience. What we call dry toast. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So there was a guy that I had matched with where the conversation on the app was pretty generic, but it was like during a little phase where I was like really not talking to anybody that was interesting to me at all. And this guy was like, maybe could be good looking. And like there was at least, I don't know. I don't know why I gave him my number because I definitely was not like really feeling the banter or anything. But um, we messaged a little bit and he would never really have anything to say. He would say like, hey, you, how's your day? And then I would like say something and try to use like emojis and ask questions. And, and he would just be like, just relaxing. 
hey, you, just kept this very generic and like wouldn't go anywhere with anything, just kind of always just checking in, almost like, yeah, <laughs> like, like you're saying, just like, hey, how are you? How is work? How are you? How is work? And yes. just like have nothing, nowhere else to go with it and, and no personality in the way that he was saying anything. But, um, and he wanted to meet up for like a drink or something. And I have a practice, especially during COVID now, like doing FaceTime yeah. first. So he agreed to FaceTime and it was going to be like Friday. I think uh, he said he gets home from work like at about five or six or something. And so he had texted me earlier at like 4.30. He's like, oh, I got home early. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. And he sounded like really into this FaceTime. We get on FaceTime and he's asking all the same questions he had just asked over text. Like, how was how was your session? And I'm like kind of repeating the answers that I just said. And then he was like, it was very boring conversation. And then it was just silences. When I try to fill them by asking questions and talk about stuff. And then, and he looked almost, he sounded almost frustrated and looked like I could see the little lines between his eyebrows almost. It felt like he had somewhere else to get to. And I was like taking up his time. It was like really kind of weird and awkward. And I wonder if, you know, got somebody to meet him for drinks or if he was annoyed that I wasn't meeting for drinks maybe. and was like, like oh, having to go through this process right, just to like, appease you. And maybe, and he did mention he was going to meet with some friends. And so maybe he was hoping, okay, if I give her this FaceTime, maybe she'll be like, okay, I'll meet you out. Yeah. Now. Um, and when it wasn't going that direction, it's a little resentful, uh, maybe it looked like it in its face anyway, or I, it looked like you just caught someone in bad time, but he's the one that had like asked to have the FaceTime right then. So I thought it went horribly. It, it lasted about 10 minutes. And I was like, wow, we cannot even fill like 10 minutes of stuff to say. And that's the first time we talked, you'd think there would be stuff to say. And then he kept texting me and would text like over the next few days, like we had nothing to say to each other. And there was not like attraction or anything so we had that call on Friday afternoon and then Friday night at 10 15 p.m he goes hey pretty girl I don't know if you'd been out or whatever and I just said hi how was your night he doesn't say anything else the next day Weird. Saturday in the day he goes it was good kind of relaxing you question mark this is just like my conversations with Grandma oh, day really yeah uh, awesome weather. Says, oh my God, he talked about the weather. Yes, literally talked Isn't about the weather. Isn't that like the most cliche, like... So cliche. And then he goes, uh, just came in from out there and it's spicy hot. What are you up to this coming weekend? And I didn't answer. I spicy like, hot. Yeah, spicy <laughs> hot. That's his big personality. That's the most personality in anything that he ever said. And then it's he has spicy hot outside. <laughs> what the heck? And then he's like, what are you up to this coming weekend? Oh, he said that on a Monday. He's getting way. <laughs> so I don't know if he's trying to then hope to build familiarity, maybe before the weekend or something. I didn't even answer that. And then the next day, how's the scorching hot day treating you? Oh my god! Somebody got out at thesaurus. And then I didn't reply. That was a Tuesday. And then on Thursday, he goes, hey, you. And I didn't Did he reply. Did talk about the weather? Oh, damn. Then, then I think he got the message I was done. Okay, so that's an example of a time where I feel like kind of ghosting or stopping talking yeah. is totally fine. I wouldn't even call it ghosting. I would no. just say like like we had a 10-minute FaceTime. We were exchanging messages. And there's no connection. There was no connection. We didn't talk about anything that had any kind of substance. So for uh, him what to... What about that spicy weather? Oh, that's true. <laughs> spicy and scorching. He got to the S's in the dictionary. Um, I think it's fair to just not reply to yeah. hey you. It's not like he's yeah. asking me a question or saying anything. That's what um, I'm saying. There's not even any connection on the text thread. Right. Like it's just 
Exactly. Now, there was a guy earlier in quarantine that I had had a few FaceTimes with. And at the beginning of it, we were really connecting and I knew he really liked me. And I was trying, I was really trying to like him. This was right after Fuckboy Zero. I was really trying to be interested in somebody else. And he was super nice. And we did connect. But after about three FaceTimes, and we would text in between like, over a couple of weeks and then it was getting to where he was like kind of starting to want to meet but it was after about that third FaceTime and he was like wanting to set up another FaceTime and I found myself being like "Ah, I just don't really want to I don't want to have another FaceTime like whatever was fun about it some kind of connection had left for me was gone and he's a totally nice guy it was nothing he did it was nothing he said it was nothing that changed it just like I just wasn't interested and I uh, found myself like his texts would come in and I would see them and be like, you know, he's so nice. I'm going to reply to that, but I wouldn't feel the need to open it right away. I wasn't excited to reply. I wasn't excited to get it. And he was going the other direction of getting more interested and wanting to start to meet and like, like expressing how much he liked me. And so that was a hard text to send. But for somebody like that, I did definitely feel like I needed to say something. I wouldn't have just ghosted him. Even though we'd never met in person, there was enough of a connection. I said um, something like, I really enjoyed talking to you and I think you're super interesting and I just don't feel this going in a romantic direction for me and I know things started out like that so I wanted to like make sure to tell you that I was kind of feeling going more in a friend direction and so um he was bummed but received it like well like you could and I tried to word things very nicely but but actually that's kind of very similar to what RF revenge fuckboy slash redeemed fuckboy had said when we broke it off Remember? Yeah. Like when um, we did have that FaceTime and when he wasn't texting me the day after and like really not the whole weekend and I was just kind of confused and got him on FaceTime. Oh gosh, but remember before that. So he had not texted me really that whole weekend after I spent the night there Friday night. Said he'd been hanging out at the pool all day without his phone, which I'm thinking like, why would you not want me to hang out at the pool with you? And then it was Monday or Tuesday. It had really started to get under my skin. It feels intentional. I feel like he's blowing me off now it's been, you know, that Saturday, then Sunday, then Monday, where it was really upsetting to me. And I've never to any of these guys and him included said anything like I'm upset or I'm like, I need you to to call me right now or I need to talk to you right now or anything. I did say, hey, can we have a FaceTime tonight? And he was like, oh, I've had a really long day. Can we do it tomorrow? And I just said, I really want to talk to you. I'm really upset. And he goes, The AC has been out here today. I have a headache. I'm sorry you're upset, but I'm just not up for it tonight. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) the next day we did have that FaceTime. And when I asked him, you know, it felt kind of intentional about the lack of texting after I stayed over there, after I spent the night with you. And after I had that whole conversation about feeling disposable, felt intentional. And he said, oh, it wasn't intentional. I said, did you recognize how you didn't text me much this weekend? And he said, yes. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to text you. When you asked me to send you that one text that time, it felt like it turned into an obligation and I don't do well with obligations. And when I said, you know, mentioned the thing about him hanging out by the pool, like we had like explicitly talked about being exclusive sexually at this point. And I asked him if he had still like was upholding that. And he said, yes. And then I was like, why would you not want that to be part of your Sunday then? And that's when he said, I just didn't want to. Didn't want to call you. Didn't want to text you. And that's when I was like, ow. But okay. But he just said it in a very much more straightforward way. The same thing that I said. But I said it in a a kind 
way. But anyway, it's the same thing. Yes, totally. But, you know, there is something to be said with talking to people with some kindness. But um, I guess, you know, that's one of the things that makes you a good fit or not for somebody, I guess. Like how you communicate, not just that you do communicate, but how you communicate. Anyway, I think that does it for this episode. Um, Thanks for hanging out with us and we will see you next time. Bye.